Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. Uh, another pretty good week for the Blackhawks. They win a couple more games, and uh, yeah, it's. I don't know if they're really in danger of messing up their tanking, but they certainly are playing better lately. Yeah, the offense has come around a little bit, uh, and uh, that's certainly helping them stay in games um, more than previously. And yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week that there were some winnable games on the schedule, uh, and uh, Colorado was one of them. Um you know, despite the fact they're Stanley Cup champs, they have been vulnerable all season, and that proved to be the case. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I mean, the Blackhawks played a, one of their better games, I think, against Colorado, and you know, it, it extended their winning streak to three games, and just. You know, a solid all-around effort, again, playing without Patrick Kane. Uh, um, I I do wonder, you know, obviously the team is not better off without Patrick Kane, but I always get the sense that the team ends up getting into some ruts every once in a while where... They're almost relying on... Yeah, they, they're standing around waiting for Patrick Kane to do something. Mm-hmm or they start deferring to him way too much. And I think it, 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 I, the sense I got was that everyone kind of stepped up in his absence and played with a little more confidence, were willing to, tr- to make more risky plays with the puck than they were um, when they had Patrick Kane around. And I think it's helped bring out a little more creativity out of guys like Kurashev and Domi and um, Tyler Johnson's picked his game back up a little bit. Uh, Taves has started to play a little better again as well. And yeah, I just, like I said, I don't think the the team's not better without him, but uh, it's just, I think they ended up playing a little better. And then when he returned, they were able to kind of continue in that same mold where they weren't completely relying on him, which is a good thing because since he's come back, uh, he more or less didn't show up. (laughs) I, I, he's just not playing very well and seems disinterested whether or not it's, you know, he's 100% healthy. I don't know, but it seems yeah. an awful lot like he's playing not to get hurt. Yeah, like the um, the Buffalo game, it was – you barely even noticed it. Yeah. Um, the other guys on his line didn't exactly have the greatest game in the world, but um, they were much more noticeable. And you know, the other three lines, I felt – well, two of the other three lines played played pretty darn well. Uh, the Taves line I thought was good all night, and um, yeah, it was just kind of a funny game that like the Blackhawks didn't really look that they looked okay, but not that good the first two periods, and then they were great in the third. Yeah, um, I 
they got bailed out on a couple of shots that hit the post. Um, Mrazic was not very sharp all night. Um, He was giving up rebounds, but um, Sabres just, they didn't pressure him very much with traffic in front. They they were settling for a lot of one and dones from the outside. Um, Whereas the Blackhawks, they kept kind of getting guys to the net. They, They made Anderson work hard for every one of his saves. And I think that was kind of the difference. And to me, that, you know, just kind of speaks a little bit to who Buffalo is as a team right now, where they're a very young, skilled team, but not necessarily as consistently gritty, maybe would be the right word, as they need to be. And I think it left them, leaves them vulnerable at times. And I think this was a good example of that where they couldn't put the Blackhawks away. The Blackhawks stuck around and, you know, they got the late, the goal in the last minute to tie it. And then um, the Blackhawks have never been a bad overtime team. Even, even, even as they've struggled the last couple of years, overtime has never been uh, an issue for them. The, the thing that I liked best about the Buffalo game was the fact that all of the defensemen were much more involved in the offense than we've seen probably the entire season. I thought Seth Jones, um, you know, I think he ended up with a goal and in in one or two assists or something like that. Two goals. Two goals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was much more confident with the puck, much more assertive jumping into plays um, he still struggled defensively, I felt, but mm-hmm. he was so much more involved. Um, I would say I Nick is the um, best offensive game I've seen him play. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, but it, it wasn't just limited to Jones. I thought McCabe um, uh, mixed himself into the, you know, into the offensive zone as well, and. Um, you know, even uh, Connor Murphy scored a goal and he jumped in on occasion. It was just, yeah, it was just a, a much more team oriented effort offensively, you know, and it paid off in with three goals in regulation and four goals overall. Mm-hmm. And that's just not something that we've seen, you know, and even in the game that they got their butts handed to them by uh, the Kraken, you know, I mean, they ended up scoring five goals. So it's yeah, that's it's, nine goals in two games is yeah. Wild. Yeah. I mean, that's like two weeks worth of goals mm-hmm. at certain points in the season. So, you know, it's been a nice stretch here. Um, you know, it's, it was the, the end of that really long homestand. Mm-hmm. They seem to have gained a little bit of confidence and, you know, we'll see if they can keep it going as they start heading out on the road. Um, well, I guess I should, we should get to the big, probably the big story of the week, which was, um, we were surprised, I think you could say, that Reichel was sent back to the AHL after uh, uh, the first game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but... Uh, I, I could have swore I saw a comment from Richardson that 
that uh, Reichel was going to stay up even after Kane returned, but that was not the case. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was Richardson maybe speaking out of turn or just kind of hoping <laughs> to be the case, but clearly Davidson has um, other ideas and other intentions and hey, I'm fine with it. Um, you know, whether or not Reichel gets more uh, games with the Blackhawks this season or not, we all knew by the end of the year he's going to be back in Rockford and playing in the playoffs there. So, I, well, I still, I still think once the trades are made, yes, I, I, the the Blackhawks will almost have no choice if they trade Taves and Kane. They're going to have to bring somebody up, and it can't just be Brent Sanny. They, it, they they need to bring up Reichel for a little while. Yeah. And, and, and that's fine. If they want to wait until that time, I, that's what I've kind of assu- was assumed was going to be the plan all along. And so I think if they kind of return to that, that's, that, that's cool with me. Yep. Um, you know, uh, you know, we're still getting to see a little bit of from Isaac Phillips, but he's only here because of injury. Mm-hmm. And I think Reichel will get more chances if, you know, some injuries strike, you know, if Tyler Johnson goes back down or, Patrick King goes back down, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you would see Reichel in those instances as well, just like we're seeing Phillips, but um, without injury or without trade, uh, the, the intention is clearly to keep all of these guys down in Rockford. Yeah. Yeah. I guess one other note, stay lock, um, back in concussion protocol, which I don't know if I, I guess I knew he was in, concussion protocol before but i don't say that before you know i don't really remember but um you know i guess he got run over in practice the other day and it was apparently a pretty hard shot uh that he took to the head um and uh i saw some of the beat reporters comment on it that you know they were really scared when it happened, but Stalock did kind of jump right back up and they thought he was going to be okay. But obviously, you know, uh, yeah. being put in for concussion protocol, hopefully it's precautionary. Um, Cause you know, that he's <laughs> been a really good goalie for them this year, uh, as surprising as that is. Um, and, you know, he's, I, it, as crazy as it is, but I, I want to say his record is like, 500 on the year which is insane when you consider the blackhawks overall record um i mean he's responsible for like half of the team's victories despite the fact that he's played like i think less than a quarter of the games so yeah i I mean the blackhawks you know for their competitiveness uh, clearly would want staylock um to be available and also you know with the hope of maybe trading him as well, mm-hmm. um, getting, uh, getting him healthy and getting him a nice run before the deadline. Mm-hmm. could certainly be a help there. Although even if he is playing well, given his extensive injury history and age and et cetera, et cetera, I can't imagine any team would be counting on him much. I, th- yeah. I think any team that acquires him would look at him more as a third goalie more than, than a second, but still it would be nice to get him healthy and let him at least build up a little bit of trade value. Yes. 
All right. So I guess if you have any, don't have any other. I don't, you know, it was a, it was a pretty quiet week other than, you know, just Blackhawks actually scoring some goals, <laughs> which is, it's nice to talk about goals. I love talking about goals. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just, I, I hope they can kind of continue with that, um, you know, slightly more exciting style of play as they head out here. Um, we got four games this week for the first time in it seems like at least a month. Uh, the schedule has been fairly light. Um, yes. Since like early December. And I, I don't think we're going to be able to say that very often for the rest of the year. I think it's pretty much three games or four games from, from, from here on out most of the time. So, yeah, I mean, uh, heading out on the road, we got Philadelphia tomorrow, which is a, a winnable game. St. Louis on the road, another winnable game. Uh, then they, they do come back home uh, Sunday as the, on the back half of back-to-back with St. Louis okay. against the Kings, um, which, you know, the Kings have had a decent year, but they're not a dominant team. The, the Blackhawks have played them well um, the previous two times. So uh, again, I, you know, that's a winnable game. And then Vancouver, uh, yeah. they head back out on the road against Vancouver. I, I mean, honestly, all four of these games, if the Blackhawks play the way that they have um, over the last, you know, four or five games, yeah, they've got a shot at all four of these. So, you know, they've already climbed out of the basement with their latest run. Um, this is another little stretch here where, you know, I'm sure there will be some concern raised on, on Twitter that the Blackhawks aren't tanking well enough. Uh, you know, if the Blackhawks end up pulling a couple of these out, but, um, you know, the schedule will pick up and become much more difficult after this. And I fully expect the Blackhawks will, will sink back down. Uh, That's like, I mean, every team, you're yeah. going to have a good stretch. I mean, yeah, that bad. they had that entire month there where, you know, they were scoring like two goals or less per game. And we talked about it the whole time where it was just like, you know, they were generating more shots than that. The shooting percentage was unsustainably low. I think we're kind of getting a little bit more, seeing a little bit more of the puck luck going our way right now. Yes. And, you know, that can continue. And like I said, they're playing better too. They're, they're, they're playing with more confidence and, when you do that, you're going to have a few more breaks go your way as well. And when you're playing, you know, decent teams, but, you know, not dominant teams, and you're playing at this point in the year, I mean, you know, you think back to when the Blackhawks were a dominant team. This is when it they was, um, this like, is the lull, you know, this is when those playoff teams, the ones that are already – They've already got it locked in. They're, they, they've taken their foot off the gas a little bit, and they're they're saving something. Yes. And, you know, that wasn't necessarily the case against the teams that they've been beating recently. I mean, none of those teams fall into that category. Um, but they're they just, just haven't – they haven't been playing good teams recently. I mean, they yeah. beat Arizona. They beat Calgary. You know, Calgary's in a playoff position, but, you know, not secure there. Colorado. Yeah, what would you say they're – Inconsistent teams. Yeah, yeah. And, 
Yeah, and the Blackhawks, it, it, when the Blackhawks are are playing assertive and playing at their best, they can beat not good teams, you know, or inconsistent teams. And you know, when they've continued to face the better teams, the Tampa Bay's, the Seattle's, they're getting they're, crushed. They're getting crushed. Yeah, and that, I, I kind of continue would continue to expect the same. And it just so happens that this next week, four games against inconsistent and or bad teams. So. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more fun to talk about a couple wins. That's it, it, yeah, you know, or even like the Seattle game. I, it was bad goaltending, but they scored goals, and it was fun to watch. And yes. you know, um, let's 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 score some goals. That's all I want. Yes. All right. And on that note, I guess Michael on Twitter, MJ underscore Earth, and I'm STH eighty five and. You can get the podcast on the Apple Podcast app and Spotify, and we'll be back next week, and maybe we'll be more goals. We can only hope.